0: Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Hero Worship, Love and Terror in the Outback, written by Pam Farley. No good deed goes unpunished. Sienna is a hardworking sheep farmer in the outback of South Australia whose quick action saves a family from a dangerous situation after a tornado tears through the state. The media attention that follows brings her more than just hero status. Sienna meets the love of her life, Marcus, but she also gets swept up in the turmoil surrounding a series of murders by a madman, driven by misguided revenge, that threatens everything that is dear to her. Sienna has to be strong to survive the loss, heartbreak, and physical pain of the ordeal. And now for your listening pleasure. An excerpt from Hero Worship.
1: Chapter 1 The storm hit hard. It had rained for a week without a break. The limestone ground was waterlogged and breaking up. Paddocks were bogs, and rivulets ran across the earth and streets. Drains in the towns couldn't cope with the downpour, and many more were blocked with leaves, branches, and garbage. The flooding caused chaos in areas all across the state. Then the squally winds picked up, some gale force, adding to the general carnage. There had been tornado warnings on the television, but no one paid them much heed, or so it seemed. There was still traffic on the roads. Sienna Nilsen was guilty of being one of those deniers. Such a thing was an unusual weather event, and she'd felt... Best to be ignored, so she could remain working. At least that was until she saw it hit. The ute began to rattle as the wind picked up. There was a homestead way up the hill to her right. Pieces of it were flying in all directions. Veranda panels, roofing iron, and gutters. In the front paddock, the hurtling missiles and pounding wind were crushing the crop of struggling wheat. Branches were ripped from trees and hurled in all directions. The air was a debris soup, affecting visibility. She realized too late that it was a dangerous day to be driving. Her land cruiser was buffeted across the road in the preceding winds, and she wondered if she could outrun the huge advancing wind tunnel. It was defined by the amount of matter that swirled within it, a solid, treacherous thing. That was when the Stoby pole fell over. In South Australia, the old Stoby is built with a steel i-frame on the outside and a concrete inner. Solid as rocks and cemented into the ground, they did more damage to the vehicles that hit them, but occasionally they fell over. As she neared a corner, fighting against the squall to stay in a straight line, Sienna saw the power lines dipping low toward the blacktop. At first the pole was waving gracefully like a poppy in a breeze, but it struck the road with a thud and a thousand sparks lit the dull afternoon sky. She hit the skids and hauled on the handbrake, all the while fighting to control the slough that threatened to fly her off the road and down an embankment. She stopped with only a few meters to spare. The power lines snapped and cracked like snakes on a hot plate, but a hundred times more deadly. She shoved the cruiser into reverse and backed about 20 meters away. She kept the motor running, knowing that if the next stoby along started to teeter, she would have to get out of there. The car rocked as though some giant held it in its grasp, a giant throwing a tantrum. The left side of the cruiser lifted from the ground once, twice, and then a bone-jarring third time. Sienna gave a muffled cry with each assault. The inertia safety belt grasped her as the car was flung about, preventing her head from hitting the steering wheel. If it had been a newer vehicle, the airbags would have been deployed. And then calm. The tornado receded through cropped paddocks to the left of the road at speed, taking its merciless damage elsewhere. It was a peculiar weather event, but not unheard of. She took deep breaths and clutched the wheel tighter to try to stop the tremors that ran from her shoulders to her fingers with deep calming breaths she opened the door it was silent outside weird eerie just the occasional clicking from the power lines it was over she flicked on her hazard lights to warn drivers from behind but up ahead the road curved tighter She swallowed when she realized what the next driver around that bend would encounter. Her brow furrowed as she listened. There was a hum in the distance, growing louder. Shit, there's a car coming. She put her headlights on high beam and flicked them on and off, madly clicking them in time as she blasted the car horn. The driver saw her, but he was close. Too close, she thought. He hit the anchors early and she could see the trailer behind him slide, coming to a stop on an angle behind him. It was a far newer car than hers and had stopped in less than half the time. But still the bloke was a gnat's pubic hair away from the lines. He backed up in a hell of a hurry, almost jackknifing the trailer, stopped, and got out tentatively. There were other passengers in the car, but while the driver stood there staring, he held up a halting hand, Sienna could make out the heads bobbing at the car windows. You made it, she yelled. Bloody hell, he replied. He clutched his hands to his mouth while he stared at the danger. Mate, she yelled, you need to drive back around the bend and stop any more cars from coming through. I'll stay here and wave them down. But I've got clear straight road behind me. You don't. Sienna wondered if he heard her, and if he did, Did he understand? Eventually, the guy nodded and went back to his car. She worried that he might just drive away. He seemed pretty shocked. From its recharging dock near the dashboard, she picked up her satellite phone. Sometimes she didn't sit it in the charger properly, and once it didn't work at all, it had gone flat. Please don't let this be one of those times. She breathed out with relief when she heard the voice. You have dialed emergency triple zero, the recording announced. Your call is being connected. Please wait. Sienna didn't have time to say anything. A male voice asked her which emergency service she required. Police, fire or ambulance? Well, um, I'm not too sure. You see, I'm on the road and the power lines are down. Directing your call now. He clicked off before she could reply. Emergency services, you are speaking with Delia. This time she got in quick. I'm on the Flinders Ranges Highway, north of Hocker, about 15 kilometres or so. A tornado or something like it just came through. Power lines are down and over the road. Are there vehicles involved? No, not yet. Anyone injured? No, I don't think so. Please hold the line. The silence only lasted a minute, but it was an epic minute. Emergency services are on their way to you, but I would like to get some more details. Sienna gave the woman as much information as she could. She was pretty sure the unit would be deployed from Hawker. Even so, it could take more than 20 minutes by the time the volunteers were roused and mobile. Taking the dispatcher's advice, she drove the car back another 100 meters and positioned it across the road, but angled it so the oncoming cars would see her warning lights. The storms had made the day overcast, but the air temperature was warm. It soon became steamy from the days of heavy rain. She sat in the driver's seat for almost ten minutes, but boredom made her jittery. By the time help arrived, she'd called her dad and asked him to feed her pet animals because she'd be late home, called her mum in case she heard the story on the radio or telly and panicked, and called the farmer she was due to meet to arrange the pickup of the Border Leicester stud ram for another day. It was a relief to see the cops arrive. Better still to see the fire guys. But best of all, to see the electricity truck, the blokes who would ultimately solve this dangerous dilemma. What she didn't like seeing was the bird in the sky. Bloody media, feeding on all that went wrong in the world. It was dark by the time she made it home.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Hero Worship. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.